Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Saturday, April 25th, and the coronavirus tally in India rose to 24,506 today after over 1000 cases were reported since Friday evening. The fatalities also increased to 775 from the previous 723. As many as 5062 people have been cured or discharged while one has migrated. A death audit report submitted by a committee set up by the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation or the BMC has found that while the average time between the onset of COVID-19 symptoms in a person and death is 6.4 days in Mumbai, the average time between hospital admission and death is 2.4 days. The committee also found that patients were reaching hospital late and dying soon after. Here are some more observations from this report. 79% of those who died had comorbidity. In 74 cases the person suffered from either hypertension or diabetes or both. In 14 cases the person suffered from pulmonary illness. In 8 cases the person also had kidney ailment. Here's a significant observation. 28 people who died had no comorbidity and died either due to age or purely due to COVID-19 infection. Maximum deaths occurred in the age bracket of 61 to 70 years. About 42 people in that age group succumbed to the infection, followed by 37 people in the 51 to 60 age bracket. Of 133 deaths, 41.3% deaths occurred in medical colleges and 17.2% in private hospitals. The rest were in peripheral hospitals or smaller centers. Mumbai has recorded 167 deaths and 4205 cases till Thursday night, while Maharashtra has recorded 6427 cases. and 283 deaths the highest in any state in india the center has issued an advisory relaxing curbs to allow functioning of select shops within and outside municipal limits effective today in an addendum to its april 15th lockdown guidelines the ministry of home affairs issued orders to exempt all shops in residential areas and market complexes in rural areas from the lockdown under the category of commercial and private establishments that can now operate It has included neighborhood shops, standalone shops, and shops in residential complexes in urban areas governed by municipalities. This will not, however, apply to COVID-19 containment zones and hotspots. The new order comes as big relief for traders as well as residents after a month of the nationwide lockdown, which is due to end on May 3rd. Here are things that can now open. In rural and semi-rural areas, all shops and markets that are registered can open. In cities, Only standalone shops and residential shops can open. Saloons, barber shops outside market complex and standalone tailor shops in residential complexes can open. Shops in registered markets outside municipal corporations and municipalities can open only with 50% staff. In urban areas, non-essential goods and services will be allowed to operate provided they are in residential areas or a standalone shop. Market complexes except those within the limits of municipal corporations and municipalities are allowed to open. The Congress today urged the government to formulate a national plan for handling the coronavirus crisis under the Disaster Management Act. Senior Congress leader Kapil Sibal said at an online press conference that it is time the government should rethink on lockdown measures as the country cannot have the lockdown of people and lockout of the economy. He also called upon the judiciary to evolve a policy to ensure that the justice delivery system is considered an essential service during such crises. Sibal alleged that bureaucrats who do not have any idea about ground realities were formulating policy for the government during the lockdown. 
In Uttar Pradesh, BJP member of parliament Ravindra Kushwaha said today that he would give a cash reward of 11,000 rupees to anyone providing specific information about people, including Tablighi Jamaat members, who hid information about their travels and avoided screening for coronavirus. The MP from Salimpur constituency claimed in a statement that several people who had been to Tablighi Jamaat congregations or any foreign country did not report to the authorities and are living without proper testing. He said that such people need to inform the administration about their travel history and need to undergo tests for the novel coronavirus. In Sant Kabirnagar district of the state, 19 people, including 18 members of an extended family, have tested positive for coronavirus and have been admitted to a hospital. A student of the Darul Ulum Dioban Seminary who had come to the district last month had tested positive for coronavirus earlier this week. His family members and close relatives were subsequently kept in quarantine and their samples were sent for testing, of which 18 have been found to be positive. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath directed officers to ensure no public gathering is allowed in the state till June 30th. Tamil Nadu's Chief Minister E.K. Palani Swami said today that vegetable shops and grocery stores in Tamil Nadu will remain open till 3pm after panic buying of essential goods began in major cities ahead of an intense lockdown starting 6am on Sunday. Thousands had flocked to vegetable shops and grocery stores, desperate to stock up on groceries, vegetables and other basic goods, resulting in violations of social distancing rules in place during the coronavirus outbreak. Yesterday, Tamil Nadu announced an intense lockdown for four days in state capital Chennai, as well as in Madurai and Coimbatore. Two smaller cities, that is Salem and Tirupur, will be shut for three days. During this period, all grocery shops and private establishments, which had earlier been allowed to function between 6am and 1am, will be shut. Only mobile vegetable outlets and home delivery of food from restaurants will be allowed. Hospital pharmacies and medical shops will also be allowed to function. By the way, here's a Daily Dose meta update. Something that would make accessing your favourite daily podcast easier through Google Assistant. Well, that's because we are now on Google's Virtual Assistant app. So to enable your daily dose updates there, here's what you need to do. Ask Google Assistant to play the news, then go to Settings, click on Add New Source and look for Daily Dose. Select DD and adjust the order you want. After doing the first three steps, all you have to say is OK Google, play the news and it should work. This can be tricky, so if you have any questions, feel free to tweet to us on at the rate newslaundry on Twitter or write to us on contact at newslaundry.com. Globally, the COVID-19 cases exceeded 2.7 million, with more than 192,000 dead. The COVID-19 toll in the United States reached 50,000 yesterday, having doubled in 10 days, according to a Reuters tally. More than 8,75,000 Americans have contracted the virus and on average, about 2,000 have died every day this month. The country has registered one of the highest recorded numbers of death anywhere in the world since the pandemic began in central China's Wuhan city last year. After the US, Spain reported more than 219,000 cases, followed by Italy, France, Germany, the United Kingdom and Turkey. The United Kingdom is set to start trials to see whether plasma collected from donors who have recovered from COVID-19 could be effective treatment for patients who are currently infected by the novel coronavirus. The country's health department today said that up to 5,000 severely ill patients each week could be treated by this therapy. Plasma from recovered COVID-19 patients can be transferred to patients who are struggling to produce their own antibodies against the virus. This was an effective treatment during the 2002 and 2004 SARS outbreak. 
Closer home, Sri Lanka has reimposed a countrywide 24-hour curfew till Monday after a surge in the number of coronavirus cases, most of which were Navy sailors. The highest single-day increase in infections were reported in the country on Friday, that is 46, taking the total number to 420 with 7 deaths. Earlier this week, Sri Lanka had partially lifted a month-long curfew during daytime hours in more than two-thirds of the country. Police have arrested more than 30,000 people who violated the curfew. Out of the total 420 cases in Sri Lanka, 109 have recovered and 7 have died. In Japan, nearly 60 people tested positive today on an Italian cruise ship. The total number of positive cases on the Costa Atlanta cruise touched 150 after all crew members were tested. The infection cluster on board the vessel docked in Nagasaki comes as hospitals are running out of beds in some parts of Japan, where the national tally of virus cases has risen above 12,800. Some 345 people have died. The vessel has been docked in Japan since February for repairs and maintenance after the pandemic prevented scheduled repairs in China. Japanese authorities had quarantined the cruise ship on arrival and ordered its crew not to venture beyond the quay except for hospital visits. A special court today rejected temporary bail to author Anand Teltumbre, who was arrested on April 14th by the National Investigation Agency, or the NIA. 70-year-old Teltumbre is an accused in a case related to an alleged conspiracy to convene the Elgar Parishad event in Pune on December 31st, 2017. Teltumbre has moved a plea seeking temporary relief citing the COVID-19 outbreak and his susceptibility to it due to his health condition. The NIA, however, opposed the plea, stating that the offence was serious. It also said that the offences under which Tiltumbre has been booked, including the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or the UAPA, did not fall into the criteria fixed by the state's high-powered committee. The temporary bail plea had said that in the present circumstances, the risk of contracting a serious respiratory infection, such as coronavirus, in the closed cramped conditions in jails is high and poses a serious threat to the life and well-being of the accused. The court, however, rejected the plea. Before his surrender, Teltumbre in an open letter had said that the draconian legislations like UAPA denued innocent people of their liberties. There are many more developments beside the coronavirus lockdown in India. In fact, I did two reports this week that did not concern the pandemic at all, and both were on Arnab Goswami's primetime histrionics. One on his resignation from the Editor's Guild, and other on the 100 or so FIRs filed on him in Chhattisgarh. We also did a report on journalists in Kashmir and how they allege intimidation by the Indian government through laws like the UAPA. The report is titled, Intimidation is in the Air, How the Indian State is Suffocating Kashmir's Journalists. These stories are on our website, that is www.newslaundry.com. Please check them out, and if you like them, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of the website. Please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.